welcome to the world of College Heights. I'm Cole. And I'm Tim. And we have a special guest in the studio today. We're very, very happy. JoJo, how you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm a little scared. A little bit? There's a microphone in front of me. I tend to get myself in trouble when there are microphones in front of me, but I'm excited to be here. It's really good to have you. I'm sure we'll we'll have a lot of fun today, and uh, yeah, let's let's get rolling, man. Let's get right into it. I've been working on it. I've been working on it. I've been so. working on it. This is actually helping me not cuss like out in real life, which is actually kind of nice. Okay, it's actually really interesting because I've noticed that in certain like circumstances, I just naturally don't swear, mm. and then in certain circumstances, I do swear. And it comes out more naturally, yeah. And it's weird, especially when you're trying not to do it. Period. Yeah. Because it just like, I don't know. You're just like, why did I say that? Yeah, it absolutely. It just like rolled off my tongue. No, I've been there. That's that's something I've actually been noticing too with the with the podcast is I will find myself like, yeah, pretty similarly to you. Like I'll cuss in a situation and I'm immediately like, why did I, why did I say that in that sentence? And then I'll have it. And then I'll have like a, a thought to drop a drop an f-bomb or something later and then it just i naturally just don't and i'm like i was that was interesting when i usually yeah. would have so i don't know it can come and go like that pretty pretty smoothly now but. you can ask like isaac or any of the guys that i'm tight with after i started following christ there would be times where i would like not be able to finish sentences because i was like i genuinely don't know what to say here because i was like yeah. just dropping an f-bomb or like throwing something in there was just so <clears throat> natural and i was like i don't know what word should go here yeah but, yeah, no, that's that's actually that's actually so real though. I think, um, I think there's actually merit to the fact that you can like recognize that and like start to try to grow in that area because, like, in one sense, you can someone can say, "Oh, I'm I'm starting to follow Christ or I'm changing my life," and then not actually really do anything and then keep doing all the same things. But in senses where you're, if you're self-assessing and recognizing, you're like, "I don't know, like, I'm not used to this." then that just is showing that there's room for growth and that you want that growth. So well, it's not I respect even, that. It's not even always about that. I feel like I'm not even going to say that swearing is necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a time and a place for everything. But I think that part of following Christ is like, okay, what parts of my life am I willing to like flip-flop and say this has got to be different? Or like mm-hmm. am I just willing to give this up? Mm-hmm. And so for me, swearing was one of those things where I was like, I don't know if this is bad, but I know that I'm a different person now. Mm. And this is a change that I can make almost just for myself more than anybody else. Be like, I'm different now, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. when, when did that change happen? When did you start following Christ? Dude, it was March 6th of last year. Okay. Yeah. So March 6th oh. of 2022. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is, which is actually wild because my grandpa, who was like a huge mentor, Mm-hmm. figure for me actually passed away March 6th a year before that so it was like the year Ooh. anniversary of my grandpa passing away and I remember like right after I made that decision I knew I had to call my mom it's, that's kind of a long story but I called my mom and my mom was in the hospital with my grandma nothing mm-hmm. serious just like she was with her and it was kind of a sad day mm-hmm. because it was like okay this is a year from when my dad passed away and then it was like I don't know. It was just a really cool situation. Wow. Full circle, but that's beautiful, dude. How's well, so I mean like a few months away from 2 years from that decision. How how's that been going for you? How have you been seeing change in like in your own heart but also like in in your life through that? Dude, this semester has been 
a trip and a half. Like last semester, I was kind of in la-la land mm-hmm. because I had this idea of what it looked like to follow Christ. And I was like, this is just what it is. And then this semester, coming back from Kaleo, it was like, okay, realistically, what does that look like? And then the, I guess maybe the honeymoon phase kind of wore off. And it was mm-hmm. like, okay, dude, I really want to sin now. It's yeah. like, what am I going to do? And I don't know if you guys know this, but there was a good chunk of this semester where I was like, I might be done with this. Wow. I did, actually I had no idea about that at all. Oh, yeah. No, it was like... Like the whole like following Christ thing? Yeah. Like I like legitimately almost fell off the wagon mm. completely. And I mean, I did in a sense. But then just seeing like the uh, the grace of God in that situation where literally... Like, I came back, and I was talking to guys and telling them about, like, okay, I'm different. Now, like, mm-hmm. this is what God has done in my life. And then I kind of, like, flipped on that. And in a sense, just really stomped on the name of God. And it was like, no, I don't want that. And I chose to, you know, go out to the bars and uh, just treat my relationships with women in a bad way. And and then just coming back from that and seeing the guys that led me to Christ still love me through that mm-hmm. and still want to be there for me. I mean— and then where I'm at now, just I've had about a month of really like consistently like pursuing Christ and seeing him just like love me and give me peace, dude. It's been insane. It feels amazing. Yeah. The feeling I, is crazy. And it's it's not all the time, but you can just tell. Like this morning I was reading this devotional and it was the it's got the way the devotional is set up is it has like a headline at the top and then kind of like one page to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And the headline was, regardless of how people treat you today, if you're a child of God, there's an ever-loving Redeemer that loves you fully. Mm, wow. And it was just like almost like a blanket just of love. It's like, okay, yeah. you know when you are searching for that in like a relationship with somebody mm-hmm. and you're not getting it? It's like that's just always there. Like when that girl left you on open, never happened to me, obviously. Just kidding. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> He's too smooth. No, God still loves you. Right. Like there's still a relationship there, which is like it's easy for me to believe now because I've had like a good stint. But, um, yeah, just praying for faith to believe that when it's not easy. So, yeah, I had there was a wise man uh, in, my, in my life who once told me, um, you know, I was I was kind of sharing a little bit of what you were talking about, like, hey, like, I'm really, this was a few years ago for me, and I was kind of sharing with him, hey, I'm really, really having some of these doubts, and, like, I just haven't really, like, felt the love of God recently and all these different things. And he just, he said, hey, just go take some prayer time, journal about this, whatever. And, he, and then he said something that, like, is always going to stick with me is he said, he said, Tim, don't fall in love with a feeling, fall in love with God himself. And that's going to keep you from like that up and down roller coaster of like the, those feelings aren't always going to be there. But like you said, like his love is always going to be there no matter what. But that's hard. It, and that's, hard. that's where the faith comes in. That's where the trust comes in. And it's, that's what makes it hard, but that's also what makes it so worth it. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing is it's like, okay, take a, uh, think about like Christmas morning, mm-hmm. you get a present. Do you love the present or do you love the person that gave it to you? Mm. And that's like the question in life It's like, there's a lot of really good things about following Christ. Mm-hmm. But, but what do you love? Mm-hmm. 
do you love all the things, all the amazing blessings that God has given you in your life, or do you love Him yourself? And I think I think like some people can probably I think some people can genuinely say that they love both, and I don't think that that's disingenuous at all because I think that if you are if your heart is in a true disposition, you can truly love. Like like me like for me from my point of view like I truly love the men at farmhouse I truly mm-hmm. love my family and like I have been like unbelievably blessed in my life I have such a beautiful life given to me by God I don't love God because of that but I still love the life I have I love the men I have in my life I love all these different things but I still love God because I have a personal relationship with our Lord and that's been built over time and that has gone up and down but He's always love me even when I keep screwing up and yeah. running away from <laughs> running away from him he's pursuing me he's leaving the 99 he he continues mm. to relentlessly pursue me in such a beautiful and profound way so I think that some people can genuinely say both but yeah. that is that is the question I, I like that analogy a lot that's good dude I, cool yeah, I think um, going back to the Christmas thing I think like as a kid you're growing up you don't always maybe think about loving the other person. You just love all these gifts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think it changes once you get maybe to high school, maybe middle school age, possibly, but definitely college is Like, I'm not too excited about getting the gifts, even mm-hmm. though, like, I probably want what I'm getting. But, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, yeah. who who's giving them to me? Yeah. And, like, what, what like, thought that they've put into it in a way, right? Yeah. So no. I think you mature a lot as you get older. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think it's just the relationships. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. I was actually talking with Caleb Stout about this name drop the president. Got to do it. Shout um, out. We were talking about what does it actually look like to love somebody or to be loved. And I was thinking about this verse in Corinthians that talks about God fully knowing us. And I was wondering, like, is that what love really is? It's like fully knowing and understanding the other person. Like Cole was talking about that, like talking about the thought process that they went through to give you that gift. And that's really what makes it special. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just think it's interesting because the people that we love are the people that we're really interested in saying, hey, what happened in your day-to-day? Mm-hmm. You know, like, how are you feeling about whatever? Mm-hmm. But Yeah, no, I think that love is its really just such an interesting question. And I think that it, it can be broken down in, in multiple different ways, but there's there's also different types of love. C.S. Lewis writes about the four different types of love, and I think that you know you can break it down with the love that God has, perfect love that no no man is ever going to be able to give. But then you also have the love of friendship, and then you have the love of passion. You have these different types of love, and I think you kind of have to like. I think it's different with each person, but you also it's the knowing part that is that is so crucial because you can't truly mm-hmm. love a person, and you can't like. C.S. Lewis again shout out my favorite guy like you can't like his definition or or one of the ways that he's worded love is to will the good of the other person and that means Mm -hmm. in all way to will it not just be like oh I do love you and say it but to will it like do it and live your life in such a way where you love that person you can't have that capacity to love another person if you don't know them which is I I really like that's what you and Caleb were talking about because you have to know the person first because some people in some moments love loving someone looks like calling them out and calling them to a higher standard and sometimes it's hey can I grab you Chick-fil-A on my way home today you know like it's like it it can be so different for so many people so I love that have you guys heard of Mark 1124 Mark 1124 probably probably what what is it alright so basically it says like um, whatever you ask for in prayer believe that you've received it and it'll be yours I think that's crazy that is crazy and I've 
once I, I was struggling on something um, not too long ago, and I was just trying to find verses like that would just speak to like what I was going through, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I found this one, and I read it, and I'm like, wait, I've been like praying like all wrong. I feel like, mm-hmm. and so I tried a prayer that like, like I was like talking about how I was believing that it would be fixed or whatever, right? And that next day or the day after, like it was resolved, whatever, like uh, what I was going through. I'm like, wow. See, okay, that's really interesting. Um, Thinking about prayer. Because I've thought so many different ways about prayer, just in the like limited time that I've been following Christ and in the time I grew up. But there's this verse, John 15, 7, and it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Mm. Which is... That's challenging because I feel like you never know, am I truly abiding in Christ with this thought, mm. with this desire? And so that's where, like that, that verse in Mark, you can like pray and say, it's going to happen. But then it's like God also has like his will, right? And so how do you put those together where you ask something that's not a part of his will? You know, and that's just where I think, like, we have to rely on the Holy Spirit to guide us and, like, Absolutely. abiding in Christ and, like, asking for things and saying, like, God, this is what I want, but I pray that that's in line with your will. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know. It's tricky, but. It's it's very tricky, but I think, I mean, there's a really profound example, like, you know, when when Christ is preparing to sacrifice his life on the cross for us. His prayer to God in the in the Garden of Gethsemane, one of his prayers, he was there for hours, but was not my will, but yours be done. Mm. And I think that that's just like we have we all if Christ is going to humble himself in that way to his father's will, it's like we also have to like have the humility to just completely sacrifice what we truly want. Be like, yeah, like we have those desires and there's a reason why the Lord has given us those desires. And I think expressing those in a really healthy way is beautiful. We should have that, but it should come from a place of. Like Lord, like here's what I want. Here's what's on my heart. I offer it to you, not my not my will, Lord, but yours be done. At the end of the day, yeah. let let it be your will. And because then prayer, it then becomes more about your relationship with Christ itself rather than a Santa Claus type relationship where you're just asking for things and wanting these things to be done. It's more about your love for Him and your love for the world and what and how and how He wants it through His perfect love. Yeah. No, and that's hard to do. Like we, yeah. And, okay, here's an example for me. So I think most guys, they, like, really want to be a father, like, have a family, have a wife and kids. Tim, and, talk, this, talk about this in one of the past episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for me, like, that's something that I really want. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, like, I'm going to be 100% transparent there is nothing going on in my life as far as like moving towards a relationship. It's just not happening right now. Mm-hmm. And so I have to be at a point where I'm like, okay, is this something that I want to try and force mm. and make it happen? Or can it be like, God, I trust you with like my family. Wow. Cause that's, and I don't even know if I can do that. Mm-hmm. Like when, if I'm, when you say force, you mean like, as in like get into the dating world and like start dating people? Or do you mean just like, I don't know, just, like, it's it's hard because, like, on some level you have to force it, force it and, like, pursue it. But it's, like, I know for me, 
I'm not in a place where I could be in a healthy relationship right now. And that's so that's so good though. Like that like that self recognition is like massive. So many men don't have yeah, it. Yeah, but and that I doesn't know, help me it, move towards no, it. Like, no, it, you know it, what I'm it, yeah, I do. But it, like yeah. at the at the same time, it's like you can only start somewhere. So like if you know, like imagine if you weren't self aware of that and you were trying all these like you were trying to force it right, and you had all these unhealthy relationships, and then three years go by, all of a sudden, then you get to the point where you're like, oh. I'm not in a place where I can have a healthy relationship. I need to wait. I need to like take some more time. So like you're on the you're on the path there eventually. I think the Lord is forming your heart to to be ready. And yes. I think that if you ask him for that, he's going to give you the challenges to prepare you to be the man that is ready to be in a relationship with your future wife. See, but the thing that I have to come to terms with is like that might not happen. Absolutely. You know, and it's like am I willing to trust God when I I live this life and I'm just like single my entire life and those those are the situations where it gets tough and you're like can I really trust God with that you know right right and like I think that's really scary and I think I actually really relate to you in a sense of I I once and I've talked about this on the podcast before and I'm not I'd love to talk about it again I want so badly to be a husband and a father like I like it is like like I'm not 100% sure what I want to do professionally. I'm not 100% sure where I want to live in the world, all these different things. But I know, like, in the deepest, like, most profound parts of my heart, like, that is the desire the Lord has put in my heart. Like, I want to raise, I want to love my wife so unbelievably well, and I want to love my kids, and I want to get them to heaven. Like, that is the one thing I want in my life. Dude, I and actually talked about this in a job interview. Really? Which really? was wild. Okay, so <laughs> I'm in nuts. a job interview. And it was actually a crazy situation because there's like five people shooting questions at me. Oh, wow. And it was either the CEO of the company that I was applied for or the CEO of a company that is like connected to that company. And he asked me, he said, where do you want to be in 10 years? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. It has nothing to do with my career. I was like, in 10 years, I want to have a wife and maybe a kid. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's where I want to be in 10 years. I got the job, so. Hey, I, congrats, man. I was Let's like, go. I don't know if I should say I want to be making 100K, but I didn't because I honestly don't care. Right. But but that, but that that's, like, because that's what is, like, so deeply, like, on our hearts is, like, that's super scary because I, for me, like, I am probably in a place where I should, you know, I am, I feel I am in a place where I'm in a healthy relationship and I feel that I have been formed for a while to be getting closer to becoming a husband and father however i'm set in reality and i know i am still nowhere close that's like the scary I, part. and that's and that's <laughs> the scary part of like i i know that it's like that is what the lord is calling me to at some point in my life mm-hmm. and i'm eager for it and i'm like in my mind i'm like i'm quote unquote ready when the sense where i'm like i'm ready to continue that journey i've been on that journey for years of like growing to become that i've mm probably I probably decided I think my sophomore year of high school I was like I want to be a dad and then it, yeah. that that has evolved to be like okay I want to be a good husband okay I'm going to be a father to my children right how's that going to look and I'm just excited for three four five six years from now whenever the Lord actually fulfills that who knows maybe 10 years from now I don't know that's the thing mm-hmm. about sacrificing my will to his yeah is I'm excited to be like look back and be like dang 15 year old Timmy knew literally nothing bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah Quick question on that topic, Tim. Yeah. Is your future kid going to go through Farmhouse? Oh, that's only... If, if you stay, like... Only at K-State. 
and I know that might be a little bit, I don't know. You I wouldn't don't, let him join Greek life anywhere else? Oh, I would let him. It would be his choice and everything. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be. I freaking, yeah, I could fair. be in Europe. Who knows? I mean, like, I have, yeah. I literally have no idea. If we're, if we're in the States, if we're anywhere in the Midwest, I will definitely, I don't want to be the dad who's like, live vicariously through my son and like you have to do this you do that like i'm not going to force him to play soccer i would I'm love gonna him be to be that dad 100 <laughs> my kid's gonna be on the pga too like, don't even worry about it no i'm kidding we're um, practicing every day son but, but dad i just woke up no tiger woods is gonna be my son 100 that's so he's nuts, gonna be bro. swinging clubs when he's two and a half let's go man um but no like on on a real note like i i really that's again that's that also that's so far in the future like that's god's will but at the same time i'm like i would love him I would love for my son, sons, hopefully maybe, to go to go through farmhouse here at K State. I think that would be, it's been amazing and profound in my life, and I definitely want the same for them. And and I just hope and pray that it's, you know, the quality of the house and the quality of the men in the house are the same, if not better, by the time that they come through here. But I have no idea where I'm going to be, so I guess we'll see. It'd be it'd be really cool to like share that bond with them. It would. Yeah. And and actually now that I, now I think about it for a second, I think I would let them like go through Greek life somewhere else just because it's like like if we weren't anywhere close to K-State or something I think a year ago before I joined Greek life I think that I was very against it in general which is why I almost like didn't even come to Farmhouse in the first place but then I saw how different Farmhouse was and I was like whoa this is valuable this is different Lord is doing something beautiful here I want to be a part of this I want to be close to these men and so but now that's kind of opened up my mind too I've talked to a lot of guys in D.C. who have really good Bible studies going, and, like, the SE guys are, like, really good dudes and all these different things. I'm like, okay, so, like, it's not, like, the stereotype is true, stereotypically, but there are so many good dudes, and there's true good brotherhood. You just have to, you have to put yourself in a good spot for that. And it's and that's tricky to do. You can't find yeah. that at every university, and not every farmhouse is good. Not every D.C.G. is good, right? So it's, like, you kind of really have to, do your research and kind of hedge your bets if that's going to happen and who knows what it's going to look like and that's probably going to be 25 30 years from now before he's there but who knows so yeah no dude i think greek life is just valuable in general i my kid if greek life is still around in the way that it is now i want mm-hmm. my kid to be in it mm-hmm. the but. connections and the and the like memories that you make are are so they're they're nuts and it's like i don't know like something as simple as like semi-formal is like that's so fun oh on the other hand my daughter will never be in a sorority <laughs> the double just, standard is nuts oh it's just different it's not the same Dude, I don't know where I would be if I wasn't in farmhouse like I don't know where I'd be out in my life I know where I would be I'd be in a Christian challenge house right now no I'm just kidding I wouldn't <laughs> I don't even I'm not even sure I'd be at K-State right now if I wasn't in farmhouse I'd probably be playing soccer at like BC or something because I had are you went, like that in soccer? We we can get in that a little bit later if you want to, but I I uh, yeah, it just would have been a really good time. But the Lord led me in a couple of different directions. So then when I was leaving Pitt last year, I was like, okay, where do I go? Like, do I try to go find a scholarship to play somewhere? And I was gonna go to uh, Benedictine College. That's okay. where I was gonna go. Um, I had a spot to play, and it would have been my first year there. And there were three players from my high school that were a year younger than me. They were all also starting their first year. So, like, the four of us could have gone in together. And, like, yeah, sure, it would have been a little bit weird with me being older than them. But, like, I feel like it would have been fine. And, like, at the end of the day, it came down to two really big factors. uh, Money and listening to the Lord's will. 
and one bc is so expensive great school great soccer program nothing bad at all to say about sosa he's a fantastic coach and my three buddies that are there like really enjoying their time i just couldn't afford it and then also like listening to lord's will that's just not where he was calling me and so then he i was like i was like okay like well let me go check out k-state i never even in high school never even looked at k-state because they don't have a men's soccer team so i never had even gone to campus and i was here i was like this is what I want. <laughs> so then I started yeah. trying to find a place to live. And then I was like, okay, maybe this isn't where I'm supposed to be. I can't find a place to live. Just trying to listen to Lord's will. And then um, the farmhouse guys have been ha- hounding me for months because uh, my mom put my name and like signed me up for like all the recruitment stuff without me knowing. So I've been getting all the letters and like the texts from, from the guys and just was like, oh, I don't really want to do Greek life. And then I was like, all right. So I hopped on a phone call with Cade and mr isaac and dog absolute dog um and yeah then i came to an event in march absolutely loved it changed absolutely rocked my world kate called me the next day it was like hey tim we want to extend you a bid i said i said yes on the spot as simple as that one of the guys walked up to me was like bro there's a soccer kid here i'm like what where (laughs) (laughs) okay here's a a soccer question though yeah Messi or ronaldo who's better there's there's th- only one right there answer. There is not it is not up for debate even a little bit. Okay. The Argentinian king is is the greatest player of all time. I'm really glad you said that. Oh yeah. Messi all the way. I he is actually the number one reason why I actually fell in love with the game. I I'm left-footed and I'm also short and I And you, and you look like Messi too. No he doesn't. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Bro, get out of here. <laughs> Um, but no, I was like, I was like eight or something. Like when you first like start kind of like paying attention to sports, like when you're like watching with your dad. Right. But then you start watching stuff on your own. And I started watching Barcelona on my own when I was like eight or nine. And then when I was 10, I had this school project where you had to do like a, uh, like some sort of like autobiography or something, um, about like a famous person. Yeah. And at the time, Messi was 23. And I did this entire was autobi- he that young? He was that young, bro. Okay. Well, back, I mean, 14 years, or not, how, a while ago. 14 years. Whenever he, whenever he was. hard, dude. It's know. hard. It is. But I, I did mine on Neymar, by the way. Hey. Just a little fun fact. Turn up. And I did it on him, and then the more I learned about him, and then the more I just started watching YouTube clips as a little 10-year-old, I was, like, just, like, completely mesmerized. And so then I, ch- I changed my number to... 10 I started you know just doing everything the way like I just copied everything off of him and just I, I like fell in love with the game because of him and I have always said even since I was that young that he was better than Ronaldo and there was a stint for like three or four years where it was close where it was like okay like no statistically speaking no ta- talent wise no talent wise it's not close okay, like if you I hear you no if you no, there was though. When 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 Ronaldo, like it, statistically speaking, when Ronaldo won three UCLs back to back to back, it was there was a time where I was like, okay, he might have a more complete trophy case, but Messi's the better player. No, Ronaldo's just a beautiful, beautiful man, and that's the only <laughs> thing that he has. Oh my gosh! No, I'm there's, there's no way you just said that. I will say that unashamedly. <laughs> the man is beautiful. Uncut, uncut. Put that in the pod. Oh, that is. I I will stand he's, by that. He's he's double downing on it, bro. Topic where we're headed. I'm gonna oh, go yeah. back to the college thing. Okay. Huge shout out to my younger brother. He's committed to go play uh, tennis in college. Actually. Yeah. Let's go. At for Ottawa for tennis. Oh shoot. For Ottawa University in Arizona. Wow. D one. Congrats. 
That's Absolute a shout out. You think? think? Should we look that up real yeah. quick for him? All right, Ottawa University. Yeah, Ottawa University, Arizona. It's the city is called Surprise. He's going to Surprise, Arizona. That's shocking. It's very surprising. That joke didn't land. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Wisconsin, Arizona. Wisconsin's tough. I'd go back there. Go back. You like? I'm from Madison. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Do you still have a bunch of family up there? No, actually, my family's all from Kansas, but okay. my my just immediate family moved up there for a little bit, and now we're back here. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So, according to Google, uh, an incredibly unreliable source, but I'm not 100 percent sure. This thing says that Ottawa, Arizona, Spirit are a member of the National Christian College Athletic Association, the NCCAA. And they are primarily competing as an independent in the West region of the Division One level, whatever that means. So it sounds like D one to me. <laughs> sounds like you're you're uh, younger brother's D one athlete, my friend. That's awesome. Yeah. Congrats for him. Let me let me ask you. So, older brother, former president of the greatest uh, chapter of farmhouse in the nation, in the country, in the world. Um, and your younger brother is now committed D one athlete. How do you how do you feel? How are you how are you stacking up to that, Mr. Cole? Dude, I gotta find something. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think about that. That's I'm just kidding. I'm doing architecture. That's 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 big. Massive, absolutely massive. Massive, absolutely. I'm getting my master's. How about that? There Wait, really? Go. Oh yeah, because yeah, all architects do. Are you going abroad? I am. Where are you going? I'm going to where Tanner's going. Or we to Italy. I'm that's so gonna be, excited. That's going to be so tough, bro. I, I, we, when we were looking at pictures after Tanner's senior speech, that place is beautiful. Amazing. I mean, Ryan, nuts. L- Ryan, Laurie, and I, we're talking about, like, how we're going to go on, like, so many different, like, just day trips or whatever. Just, like, because, like, the travel there is so cheap on um, railroad. Go to Paris, go to Germany, like, go to all these different countries. Yeah, that'll be sick. Oh, yeah, because you're so you close. Have your passport, you can yeah. just... Yeah. And it's like, it's like you're going from, like, Kansas to Oklahoma for a day. You're just going. You're going down to Oklahoma State for a day. Like that's how far it is. It's like a few hours. Except like a billion times cooler. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I have a friend that lives in Germany. He was a foreign exchange student that went to my school, my high school, and so we're, I'm gonna meet up with him. I think. That's that's tough. gonna be tough. That's so sick, dude. You gotta find some cool pickup games there to play. You're gonna get torched. You are gonna get. Actually, you're fast though. You'll. Their, their skill level will be I'll, way higher I'll, than yours, but you're I'll hang in there. You'll hang in there with speed, but like the technability, the technicability. That's not a word. Technability, technicality. That's not a word. Technicality. No, wait. What word am I looking for? I don't think. I think you just no, because it's te- <laughs> you need an expletive. That's the only thing that works there. All right, guys, we're wrapping up there. Follow us on College Heights Pod on Instagram. We'll give you updates on when podcasts are coming out. All right, Tim. Yeah, man. Thanks, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to share with your friends and family. And uh, on Spotify, there's that Q and A. Let us know uh, any of your thoughts or, or comments down below. Jojo, yeah. thanks for coming on, man. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. I'll be back. Oh yeah, we can't wait to have you back. Thanks for listening to the World of College Heights.